Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I'm James Haskell, along with my co-host, Glenn Martin. And look, the season's over, but we're here. As painful as it is, we're here, because that's what we do. And uh, we know you guys do, too, so we appreciate you showing up. Mm -hmm. Um, We're here to talk about all things AFC Championship game, review it, talk about who's to blame, uh, who escapes blame, what's next for the Ravens, um, and much more, right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna, ready to get into all of it, ready to take your guys' yeah. questions, concerns, all the above. Uh, Glenn, how you doing on Tuesday night? Now, what, 48 hours and change, about 50 hours after that final whistle blew. How you feeling, my man? It's still pretty tough, Jimbo. I mean, it's, uh, it's, and it's not, it's not even that they lost, right? It's just the way they lost it, the mm-hmm. matter of which it, it, I mean, I don't think anyone would have guessed that they would have lost the way they did. I, I think if anyone was told that the defense would hold the chiefs to 17 points at home, I think we'd all sign right up for that. I think we'd all be pretty excited about keeping that offense and that quarterback and that head coach down to 17 points in the AFC championship. I think everyone would have signed up for it. So the way they lost, the fact that they were, I mean, it's just, it's like the same old freaking story, man, where, oh man, you get into the playoffs and and you just look like, you just look like a different team. Uh, it, it's super, super frustrating. I mean, they get away from their strength seemingly like, it's just so fast. And it's just like we said in years past, it's like they get down and it, they abandon their game plan and made it feel like they were getting blown out when they were never down by more than 10 points. And it's, oh, it's so frustrating, Jimbo. So, I mean, th- the saddest part of it all, like, to me, is that we're not going to be able to th- – this feeling isn't going to go away no matter how much success we have in the regular season. We could go literally 17-0 and next year, and no one's going to give a shit. It doesn't matter until they fix what's going on in the playoffs. And that's the most frustrating part because – the ammunition for the haters and the and you know those outside of Flock Nation, uh, they just got more in, in ammunition. And you can pull up numbers and you can say, "Well, look how long it take took Peyton Manning to win," and this and and does it really? Uh, yeah, there's just nothing you can do about it but sit sit back and take it on the chin until next year, yeah. right? And nothing matters. Every single year, it piles up more and more and more, and. Uh, it becomes a more pressurized situation every single time at this point, right? Yeah, like if if it, I think we can all agree the pressure got to these guys. It got to the coaches certainly. I mean, Munkin saw a seven nothing lead and he just he took his game plan, he crumbled it up, and he threw it out the window. Yeah, and the pressure is only going to get more intense every year. Like it's not going to get yeah. less intense next year, no matter yeah. how the regular season goes. So it's just like. Oh, it's so frustrating, man. Yeah. No, I'm 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 with you there. There's really nothing we can do about it from the goofy people on television to the Chiefs fans who have everything to be happy about uh and uh, all the above, right? The the precipitous drop of Lamar Jackson's numbers in the playoffs is now a trend. Mm. And yeah. I mean at this point I think he's only got one good half of football under his belt in the playoffs, you know, Lamar Jackson esque football, right? Yeah. Where it looks like what we're used to seeing, Yeah, you know, and, and that's concerning. A lot of people are now calling him James Harden. Um, that's tough. 
you know, you don't, you don't want to hear those things. But like you said, Glenn, the toughest part about all of it is that like, what can you say? You know, what, what, what can you say? I mean, yeah, you can say he's 27, but you have to compare him to his peers. You have to compare him to the other two time MVPs, right? Like yeah. at, at that point. And so if you compare him, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's, he needs to be Patrick Mahomes, but if he wants to be up there in that conversation, well then, you know, those things need to, to happen. I don't think it's just Lamar's issue. This game, I think, like you said, everyone takes blame. You talked about the pressure. Whole offense. Yeah. The, the entire offense. I mean, we kind of talked about it briefly, but you know, the, the, off, the, the tackles to me, I thought were pretty putrid this game. That was mm -hmm. just my opinion. I mean, you know, um, Cole might give us a different story, but I doubt it. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, the, the thing that, that frustrated me the most now that I've, now that I've had a time to think about it, I want to say this properly. I felt like there was a lot of situations. I'm speaking offensively where John and Todd, if not Todd, certainly John could have saved Lamar Jackson from himself in that there was moments where we saw it. Lamar is dropping back and he's, he's trying to play hero ball. And I get it. Like he's, you know, he flings the guy over his shoulder. He throws the touchdown to Zay. It works great. Perfect. But I think there was moments where he just seemed so hesitant to simply do what he does. Run, run up the field, gain five slide, gain eight slide, whatever things that he, honestly have been doing a lot of the season mm -hmm. uh, but he's also you know we saw it last year and and as he's matured as a player fallen in love with the blessing and the curse of being able to move around in the pocket a ton right and so i just feel like somebody should have grabbed him maybe they did i don't know and just said hey you know look this is what i'm seeing let's let's maybe try this or i don't know if john should have interrupted a, a not interrupted maybe called a timeout and talked to Munkin in the headset say hey I've been coaching Lamar for this many years now in order for this to start happening to, to stop from happening let's call a play like this mm -hmm. right I that that was the frustrating part for me I'm not saying it's all on them Lamar Jackson is also the guy under center so he's the third leg on the stool but the, the lion's share of the blame for me goes Lamar and, and in equal parts Lamar Munkin and and John Right, like that unit failed, and mm -hmm. I don't think they helped the players save him from himself. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, I think that that was a serious struggle. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts all are on that. If you have any disagreements there, well, I mean, it, that everyone points to the run, the the fact that only guys get uh, the running backs only get six carries, and it's ridiculous when you look at the list of running back touches, yeah, through the whole season, and you see six being like a third of the next lowest running back touches, like 19, I think was the second lowest. Yeah. You went to six. And, and even if you want to call runs, like you, you, most of the, you know, all of Lamar's runs outside of maybe two were designed throws. So, Oh my goodness. It, it's just so frustrating that they, but the point is, I mean, if they're going to single high and put eight people in the box, I get why you don't necessarily want to run into that wall of defenders where you don't have enough to block. But we thought that this year, Jimbo, we could have challenged them on the outside, back them off if they want to run single coverage and make them pay down the field. But even like, I mean, look, everybody around us was screaming for PI, PI, PI on those missed deep shot opportunities. But let's be honest, he, they, there was no chance that ball to be caught. The ball was mm -hmm. consistently either overthrown or thrown out of bounds. 
And mm-hmm. so if if the ball would have been a little tighter and a little closer and, and the receiver could have made a play on the ball, who knows? Maybe he catches it or maybe he does get the get that PI. But the ball was nowhere to be found. Like it was nowhere close. And and how often this year have we talked about Rashad Bateman and the separation he was creating? We saw it a ton in that game, him getting open and the ball either not coming his way or complete overthrow where he has no chance to even make a heroic play on the ball. And that's what I didn't think we would have the problem this year. I thought, okay, we got answers. And whatever you want to throw, I thought the offense had the answers. And yeah. it's the same freaking script, Jimbo. Single yep. high safety, load the box, and we can do nothing to to counter it. I mean, it they're playing tight, so the the, the quick passes weren't as working, weren't working as as well as they were against the Texans in the second half. And it was pretty clear what we had to do. We had to back them off by vertically challenging their corners, especially when we're getting single coverage across the field. And yet none of that seemed to work. We saw very few attempts even. And all the attempts outside of when when uh, Zay Flowers was wide open the left side, none of them were completed. So Well, and and to add to that, well, so I'll say this. I understand the point, the logic behind the coverage. Uh, outside of switching simply to the running game, you can also, you know, we know the Chiefs do a very good job of it. Use it using the passing game as an extension of the run. So say yeah. in that scenario where they're heavy, they have a heavy box, and sure, there's still a lot of guys in the box, so maybe a short pass isn't worth it, but I can only think of one scenario where very easily they picked up a first down on fourth down like it was nothing, mm-hmm. and they gained, I think it was like four or five yards. It was like a fourth and three or maybe, or a fourth and one where they, they just OBJ lined up on the right. They were to OBJ, yep. And like, okay, if that is a successful play of whatever that was, call that four to six yards. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't we take more of that? Why does everything have to be like over the top? Can we do anything in an intermediate perspective? Maybe the other play where Mark right on the 50-yard line where he caught it, middle of the mm-hmm. field. Yeah. That was another time that I can think of that it was like in, in that intermediate range. Yeah. Everything else was, dude, hold on that ball for your dear life and wait till a guy gets 30 yards down the field and breaks from the defender because you're holding on to the ball and chug it. Mm. Like, I just didn't see anything beyond that. And so whether it's the running attack or, you know, the this this intermediate, the shallow passes, this get the ball out quick is, I, you know, another piece of that, of course. It just, we didn't see any of it. I, I was shocked by it. I was most shocked. By the fact, I, I remember I was telling myself at half, I said, okay, the same thing I said in the um, in the Texans game, do I have faith that John and Munkin will make the necessary changes? And Spagnola came out there and doubled down on it, mm-hmm. right? And there, I, once, I just didn't see changes. I saw same, the same old stuff that I saw in the first half and it was tough, man. It was it was really tough, really why, frustrating to watch. Why is that? Why were we so good at so making halftime I, adjustments all year? Well, well that's what I don't know. And right, no, and then that's what I want to know. I I I want to get your opinion on this because I don't want to come off as a guy that I don't want to come off the wrong way. But is something being said to Lamar and he's seeing it differently or he's reacting to the play differently or because look, they can call in the play, yeah, and then mm-hmm. he can know who 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 the where the ball's supposed to go. Doesn't mean he needs to throw the ball there, and he right. can simply justify his way out of throwing the ball there. 
Well, there's always more than one option. That yeah. there may be a primary, but uh, there's right. certainly secondary and, and and third options. All that. Right, and and so that's where like if it was, I'm this isn't a. Uh, I mean, I do blame Lamar for things, but it, I'm not blaming him for this. If it is a situation where Lamar is simply getting the play and it's not looking the way that Todd wants it to look, who mm -hmm. intervenes? Who intervenes? Because if we do this fifty fucking times, who intervenes? Like, John, do you need to say something? Get on the damn mic and say something? But like, how do we know? Like, we just don't, we don't know what was, what was being, that's the problem. Well, it we was either was Lamar or it was Todd. It was one yeah. of the two, right? It was either Lamar kind of bucking what Todd had wa what Todd wanted or mm -hmm. both of them on the same wavelength. Like, let's keep trying to do this thing. But either way, it's somebody, whether it's Todd or John has got to like, hey guys, let me just hit you in the back of the head real quick and, look, and you know, come back to reality, right? Like. I don't know. I just feel like I, I, I worried that if if it is here's my worry, Jimbo, because the first play of the game or one of the very first plays, if you remember, there was an opportunity where Lamar ran out to the right, and I and I somebody was on the right side had an opportunity to seal off where Lamar could have ran behind him and gotten mm -hmm. to the sideline, and instead he just kind of took a dive right at the feet of the wide receiver. I don't know if you remember that it was very early, and I went, huh? And I was standing next to DK. And I went, man, it looked like there was a lot more room outside on that play. But I was, but it was so early. It was like whatever. Yeah, yeah. But every, even all the runs, it didn't. It just something didn't look right with Lamar. He looked like slower. It just didn't look, dude. It looked. It just was the weirdest. I, I, I that's the the crazy part. It just we didn't even look like ourselves offense and the and poor defense. I mean, they go out there and they play their asses off, like putting bodies on the line, mm -hmm. like, and and. Look, I, I was frustrated. I see five 15-yard penalties, and I go, I can't remember a team getting five 15-yard penalties. But we don't have the best view of it from where we were uh, in the stadium. But I talked to some some Ravens fans, and they're like, look, if you took your fandom out of it, if you took your glasses, your purple glasses off and looked at each one of those plays, you know, Zay did push him, push him down, stand no. over him, and spin the ball. He did. He did. You got to give – Travis Jones did hit Matt Mahomes. Yeah, that one. Face, that man. was fair. Uh, yeah, Clownies was Clowney, ridiculous. Saying, uh, see, I didn't see it as well as they did because, again, I haven't watched the replay. It was one step. That, that his helmet, they're, yeah, but they're saying the helmet hit the face mask of Pat Mahomes. It wasn't how late he was. It was because the crown of his helmet smashed Mahomes in the face mask. Again, I have not had it in me to watch a replay. I'm so watching I'm taking that one. the word of other Ravens fans. I don't and, believe that. And if that's the case... Then that's a penalty. The Roquan, I said, what the hell? How is that not offsides? And they said, apparently, it was through their discussion, they determined that Roquan did that intentionally to try and stop the clock and that that's why they took it so far. Again, I, I'm not really sure, but that's what's being thrown about is that that's why Roquan's wasn't simply an encroachment or an offsides and he got called for the unsportsmanlike conduct. So... I mean, look, some of this stuff. I mean, Van, Van Noy. Do you remember when Van Noy first got here? He got a similar penalty where he was jawing and he was the last guy to come up. And he the and Browns he, game, right? And he got a bad penalty that cost us fifteen. Game? You can't do it again, Kyle. And I get the playoffs, but if you just look at each one now, if you want to point to all the missed call, the non calls on Kansas City holdings and all that, that's a different conversation. But if you really looked at each one of those, it looked like we earned. A lot of those, and you cannot have it in this biggest moment. Like it's just, it's, it's so aggravating. Sean says, uh, "Guys, I haven't recovered." Oh. 
This was the year. No excuse to lose this game. I've lost confidence in Lamar. I love him. Love. But we're six games in the playoffs, and he's had one good playoff game. Well, Talk Glenn, me off the ledge, please. I'm not going to be the guy for it, Sean. I hate to tell you this to tell this to you, Glenn. I will defend Lamar Jackson. There's nothing more that I want than people to just have no longer no longer have a narrative. But I am in wait and see until this time next year. I'm in wait yeah. and see. Yeah, it's what I am. That's what I'm in because it it's it's too painful to 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 get on the train. And Jimbo, it's it's not looking like it's going well for us from like a strategic standpoint when I'm looking yeah. at, so first and foremost, if you guys haven't seen it, Joe Hortiz, the yeah. director of player scouting and player personnel here, the Ravens has been here, been here for God knows how long. Uh, I've been in the personnel department. He has now been hired to be the general manager of the LA Chargers. And let's congratulate Joe Hortiz. Yeah, right? I mean, he earned it. I mean, this guy's been around for a long time. There's nobody more deserving to become a GM than it's, him. And, and good on him for waiting for the right job. Yeah, well, let's hope that's the right job. But, I mean, certainly coupled with a, a great yeah. head coach and that they'll be on like-minded thinking and, you know, they have a relationship. But we're in good hands, you know, with Eric DaCosta and Ozzie Newsom still playing a role. So that that hurts. But, I mean, the list has gotten lengthy. Wide receiver coach Greg Lewis is interviewing for the Saints offensive quarter, uh, coordinator spot today or yesterday. Uh, Mike McDonald had what's being described as the best interview the Seahaw Seahawks have had by far. They're calling him a young, bright. He's the defensive Sean McVay is what we're, we're, yep. we're uh, the news been is. saying it. Yeah. And then they took uh, Ben Johnson, who a lot of people thought the OC from the Lions, and he's announced he's going to stay in Detroit. They're going to give him a huge pay raise. And the same can be said for Houston's Bobby Slowick, their offensive coordinator, getting a huge raise, staying there. It, and the list goes on. The Packers requested uh, Zach Orr, linebacker coach, former all-pro linebacker here himself. He's, he's interviewing for the defensive coordinator position in Green Bay. Uh, the the cornerback uh, coach, the secondary coach, I'm sorry, Denard Wilson is interviewing for the vacant defensive coordinator position uh, for the Titans and the Rams and the Giants. Oh, a third one. Uh, so it is getting to, oh, uh, Weaver, Anthony Weaver, interviewing for head coaching positions as well as the defensive coordinator spot for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I mean, it, the list is getting long. It's getting absolutely lengthy. I can tell you this, Jimbo. The one name I have not seen associated with any interviews or any lists as of today, Todd Munkin. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not I'm not surprised by that uh, at all. Um, yeah, it's tough, Glenn. It's tough because I'm pretty sure... I mean, I hope that McDonald's sees, sees what's going on in, in at, the, at the commanders and decides to turn around and take a trip back up seattle be a good fit for him though man yeah i mean i hate to say it because i want him to stay here but that wouldn't be a bad gig going to seattle no it wouldn't um i don't know and they're also in kind of purgatory right they still owe so i don't know if they owe money to gino i don't know what that situation is there it's a one-year deal this year well, is it okay they can get yeah. right rid of him they're, they're certainly not in range for a top pick no to get a franchise guy no. Uh, so just sign Joe. Oh gosh. Sign Joe Flacco. <laughs> well, there's one guy I, I want to get to the crow's comments and then I want to get back to this conversation, but it says, uh, the crow or uh, the crow says every single playoff loss has looked like this six running back carries. doesn't make any sense that Lamar forgets how to play. Is he checking out of runs? Okay. I just want to say this really quickly. Uh, well, let me answer the question first. You're right. I mean, all the playoff losses look the same. It's the same script. 
and it doesn't make much sense. I don't know if he's checking out of runs or not. It didn't. It didn't appear that way to me. It's hard to tell. It is very hard at to tell. the game, right? Um, but I. Anyway, um, but if he is, if he is checking out a run, that's built into the play. Like there's options when he gets to the line. It's not like he's just right. shooting from the hip and calling plays that they practiced three weeks ago. Right. It's all and, in the confines of the offense. And if Lamar's doing that, and once again, guys, this is what the conversation is about. If Lamar does that three times in a drive and Munkin says, Hey, I'm seeing this different than me, than you tell me what you're seeing and why you're checking out. Like mm -hmm. you can have those conversations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if he's checking out of plays all the way till two minutes left in the fourth quarter mm -hmm. and it's not what we, the, the coaches wanted, that's on the coaches, not on anybody but the coaches. So I, I, I don't know. But um, one of the things I wanted to, to mention was it, it kind of related to this running back carries is one thing, but we, we talked about how Lamar kind of seemed out of sync out of it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, he seemed different to you, whatever, dude, you know, this might sound crazy. And I, I don't know if this sounds crazy. I don't know if I, I I don't know if I agree with what I just said, but dude, you you double down on it. eight carries isn't enough. You tell him, let's get aggressive with it, Lamar. Run the rock, dude. Because look, take a hit, get your blood flowing, like get up, shake somebody, you know, just get get things moving, right? Yeah. And 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 I think, you know, you 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 then put him in that situation where he's moving, he's going, and then and then you start dribbling in the past a little bit, a little bit more. I'm not saying, you know, look, we had plays with Greg Roman in three years, we were here. Remember Lamar's first drive ever in that, in that very first year. I wasn't even with Greg Roman. We didn't throw a single pass. Ran in every play and scored a touchdown. I'm not, I'm not saying we need to do that, right. but the point is that if needed, we can do that. Yeah. Right. And so maybe somewhere in the middle and you can, you can, you can dip into that as needed. Right. So if Lamar to me is nervous, I don't know Lamar as well as Todd or as well as John, but to me, if my guy's feeling nervous, you do what comes most instinctual to him. Right. Yep. Just give him the rock. Let him, let him go down field a little bit. Let him do a little RPO with Gus and things like that. And, and just get it going. I, I don't know if any of that makes sense. That's just kind of how I felt from afar. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, he, it's not like Gus was being, I mean, three carries, 20 yards, average 6.7 a carry. And Lamar eight for 54 average 6.8. I mean, yeah, it's not like it wasn't working. I wonder what, if you go back and watch that long run from Gus, what formation they were in from a defensive standpoint, even if they were loading the box and it was working, well, dude, then who, you know what I'm on saying? The Lamar run. They had everyone at the line of scrimmage and right. he went through hey. virtually untouched. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Was that on a fourth as well? Fourth down. And he, yeah, and, he yeah. and it looked like he was he, about to break a long one. He, yeah. And when you know where the ball is, he, he's, he's empty. That was, he's he empty. was empty. Everyone he's knew what was it. happening and what did he yeah. do? And that's like, it's just so, it's just such a head scratch because you can't, it makes no sense. And then we're not going to hear from Todd Munkin. Like we're not going to, it's not yep. part of the, the regular interview process to hear from a coordinator after that loss. But I would love to hear what he has to say, how he defends this offensive game plan, because how do you have your worst and most inconsistent game plan in the AFC championship? Like, it just was so, I don't understand it, man. And it's just so weird that we change all this personnel. We change coaches. We change players. And yet it looks the same from 2019 in in, in the failures. And it's just, uh yeah. makes you just scratch your head. And Jimbo, I mean, it's not, I talked about the coaches. And there's a good chance we could lose a lot of coaches. And, and I don't think, like, I don't think you mm -hmm. can just find a guy that can replace what, 
Mike McDonald was able to do here and his ability to shut down all these high-powered offenses and make them look pedestrian. But, of course, players played a role in this too, right? This is what we're looking at, Jimbo. Can you like, zoom in a little bit, Glenn? Yeah, let me see here. Let me see here. Let me see. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, as you can see just from this list here. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gone a little too far. Back her up. Is that good? Up, up, up. You trying to get the whole image in? It's tough, dude. It's tough. Yeah, if not, you'll just have we can talk about it in groups and then you can kind of move down. But as you can see here, the wide receiver core is gonna look a whole lot different. Uh I assume it's gonna be tough to bring I, I don't know what Odell's situation, but that's that's a long list. The running back list. Oh, that's a pretty tough list to look at. When you look at the offensive line, both your guards are both free agents, impending free agents. Your entire quarterback room outside of Lamar is free agents. Your pass rushers, everyone who is really impactful, Clowney, uh, Van Noy, Metabike, all of them outside of OA, potential free agencies, uh, potentially gone. You look at your defensive backs. I mean, Arthur Mollette was a huge player for us yep. this year. Geno Stone, I mean, that guy was absolutely everywhere. I mean, it's just a lot, a lot of turnover. It's just, coaches, play, everything is different. Mm -hmm. It just feels like this was our year. But Jimbo, I got to know, didn't it feel like our year in 2011 when, when, <laughs> when we, are you when trying to give Evans, me a silver lining type scenario, Glenn? All I'm saying is we won in 2000. Yep. In 11 years, we went to the AFC Championship game, had the most devastating loss mm -hmm. in what in, in franchise history, losing to the Patriots with Lee Evans dropping it and Billy Cundiff missing the field goal. Yep. The next year, we go back there. We right the wrong. We beat everyone who stood in our way. Got I mean, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, the, uh, the Colts with Andy Luck. Beat them all. And then even, and even knocked off the other hard ball in the Super Bowl. It, this year would have been a year early. We went yep. 20, 2000, 2012. Next year is 2024. Is this our New England in 2011 game? You know, I sure hope you're right, Glenn. The only thing that I'll say is that that number one seed is going to be even more difficult to get next year, right? Because you got Burrow coming back. You got, I'm assuming Burrow. the Chargers. Burrow. I'm just saying they're going to be more competitive. Okay. Bengals are going to be more Burrow, competitive. Though. Uh, sure. We'll see about that. When we do a preview game, you're talking about all the stats that he's rattled off already in the Look, season. Mike McDonald's here. I really ain't worried about Joe. That's D. true. But I'm just saying they're certainly going to be more competitive. Look, if the Steelers can just get a quarterback, right? Uh, yeah. Our division, our we had the only healthy quarterback by the end of the season in the division. Yeah, that's true. That didn't hurt. I mean, no, it, no pun intended. Yeah. Like that, that, that didn't hurt, right? Um, no, yeah, you're right. So that that's gonna be that's gonna be tricky. And I, obviously, look, we we faced the gauntlet at the end of the season. Uh, but and so I'm not saying we can't do it again. But man, it just it. I understand your point, and I am hoping you're right. I just get worried that uh, I'm worried. Maybe you're running off. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
not. <laughs> but Jack says, just because we didn't get the result we wanted doesn't mean the season is a failure. True. Isn't this still a big step up being Lamar's first year with legit weapons and legit play caller? We will be back. Well, yes. I love that, Jax. Thank you. I need yeah. it. I appreciate that, too. There's a lot of things I could say back to that, but I guess we can just leave it at that. I appreciate that, Jax. I just... Look. Glenn... She didn't mm-hmm. say one thing, and this is all I'm going to say about it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From September to now, mm-hmm. I've done way too much research on this. This is a problem. Uh-oh. Over $300 million have the NFL and the Kansas City Chiefs made off of one Taylor Swift. Three. That's over a quarter billion mm. dollars. That is not chump change. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Look, I'm no conspiracy theorist. The team that played better won. But look, if we don't, if Lamar doesn't throw the ball into triple coverage, when that's how good of a football team we are. If if Zay Flowers doesn't fumble going in, then you know, like it's I I that's how good of a football at, team still, we are. I I mean I hear you, and there's and this misholding. Is, this is calls. where I'm at. This is all I think. I just think. I said it in the pregame show. I just think there needs to be some more independent financial oversight. That's all. I'm not saying that there's a big conspiracy to, for the Ravens to win. What I'm saying is that everybody is financially motivated, and I get it. And in order to turn this into something it's not, mm-hmm. we need to make sure we have transparency. Because when there's no transparency, look at Enron. Look at Bernie Madoff. Look at, I mean, name scheme after scheme after scheme. Look. It happens. We need transparency, especially because there are billions of dollars being poured into betting. BetUS, of course, is our faithful, faithful, uh, faithful partners, and they deserve transparency, as do the others. It's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. That's all. Need transparency. It's only fair. It's only fair. Yeah. I but mean, you're I absolutely like- right. The crazy thing about all of it is that even with all of that, if they didn't fumble, if you know, if, if these other things, if we didn't have all these, uh, you know, these 15 yard penalties, all these other things, um, it would have been a totally different, a totally different outcome, right? I mean, how many, how many games, period, not just a, not playoffs, but certainly if you, if you, if you narrowed it down even further to just playoff games, how many games does a team who loses the turnover battle by three win the game? Right, you're right. I guarantee you, you looked at the number of league history. It's a very small number and then a massive number of losses. Yeah, yeah, So you can't, like, I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming the refs or Taylor Swift on that Lamar Jackson interception. And I'm not blaming it. Yeah, I'm not blaming Taylor on the Zay Flowers. And I'm not blaming him on the strip sack where Ronnie lets the guy get around the edge. And and if you take away maybe just one of those things, I mean, certainly take away, I think it's a totally different ball game. So I, I, I don't know. I just can't. I, I get it. It's frustrating, but we bit ourselves in the tuchus with a lot of those plays, both the penalties and the turnovers. And so it's like, man, as frustrating as it is, and as much as you want to yell at, and and point fingers at all these outside sources, I mean, I think they got to look in the mirror. And and the saddest part about it is, is like, like I feel I feel the worst for Zay. I mean, this guy's. He stands up. He's in. A, he's. A, he puts on his big boy pants. He does his interview right after the game. He, I mean, you can tell he's heartbroken. And I look over his shoulder, and Eric DaCosta is standing right behind him. His teammates are right there with him. 
And and that's who I feel the worst for because he didn't mean to fumble that ball. He's trying to make a play. Uh, yeah, but at the end of the day, goofball in front of us was like, go down at the one. What are you talking about? He's going for it all. We we and I totally support that. Uh the, the end of the year presser is Friday, guys. I saw that uh Friday, Eric DaCosta and John. Uh, well, let me tell you what, for all of you reporters who watch our show, you better ask about the freaking running game. Oh, you dude, better ask about the running game. You better ask about there was no intervention and why the game looked exactly the same. What communication was being had or not being had during this game from an offensive perspective? Why were there no adjustments? You yeah. better ask. If you don't, we will protest you oh, and your media pass. Every, he's going to get asked that a lot, I guarantee it. Lars says, I felt really bad for Zay Flowers. I know he had some major errors that could have lost the game for us. I don't know, but he is one player on offense. It looked like he had every fiber in him ready to win. You're you're so right, Lars. Like, he did yeah. not look like a rookie. He was ready no. for the moment. He attacked he was that our, moment. Like by far our best and best offensive player in that game. Only one no that doubt. seemed like he was ready for the moment yep. uh, and absolutely embraced it. Anybody that wants to disparage a 22-year-old rookie and and put the entire loss on the shoulders of him with all those guys around him, right? get a life. Yeah, that's just crazy. I mean, yeah. and the fact that he had, the way he did it too, he didn't stand up there and, and attack the fans and say, those guys don't know what they're doing. He, I mean, how could you not like respect the way he, I mean, you can see clearly devastated, like in shambles, but yet up there still, he didn't run out and avoid the press mm -hmm. conference. He stood there like a man took on. I love that guy. I yeah. love me some Zay flowers, even with that fumble that look, I mean, we can call it what it was. That was a cost. I mean, that cost us the game in a lot of ways. If you just want to look at it, like, cause there's no, no doubt if he goes down to one, Gus or Lamar, someone is punching that ball in the end zone. I have no doubt about it. 100%. That's a touchdown. Yep. But I still love the guy, and I hope he's on our team for the entirety of his career. No doubt. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I, we're going to get into this more in depth, but outside of that list, I do think that there's, of course, some other names that we'll have to talk about. Um, you know, one being Ronnie Stanley. Uh you know, I, I'm just looking at over I mean, the cap. Marlin, they could probably do something with Marlin. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm just at looking Ricard. at. Yeah, I'm just looking at Ronnie's, and he, I think, let's see, it, it would be ugh, eleven million dollars in dead, dead and dead money, and and fifteen in cap savings. So, uh, mm. is that pre or post June one? Post June first, pre June first. 17 million in dead money, 8.3 in cap savings. Well, that ain't happening. What yeah. about if they, I think the best case scenario probably there then is a restructuring. Like, yeah, I mean, it's really, you got to gauge how much does Ronnie want to keep doing this? How much does yeah. Ronnie want to keep? I think the best case scenario would be that he retires. Well, I still think you eat that cat. Oh, I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it goes bye-bye. Oh, crap. And and look, I'm I'm sure they're gonna try. They they believe in being strong up the middle, so I'm sure they're gonna try and maybe tag Metabike, which would make. But that's gonna be a huge yeah. chunk of the cap, huge number. Yep. And Patrick Queen made it all, but you know, 100 percent clear in his post game presser, he expects to be out of here. Yeah. Which man, he played his freaking ass off in that second half, man. God, yep. he was everywhere. Yep. You're not wrong, man. <sighs> and nothing to say about the, nothing to say about the. Uh, about the defense. I mean, it's very hard to come up with something 
uh, to say negatively about them. Yeah. Roberto says, I love my Ravens, but unfortunately I no longer trust Lamar in the playoffs. Lamar is an excellent player, but I remember that with Flacco. We always had a chance to win games in January, and I don't feel that with Lamar. I hate that. Roberto, I hate that it's the truth. It's just just tough to say because I love Lamar. I love how he is in the media. I love that he's about his business. Man, it's difficult for me to disagree with you. I hate, I, I hate it. I hate it too, man. But it's like until you do, until you do something when it matters most, then you're gonna be stuck with this on your shoulders. And look, it's not like every player has had the Mahomes instant success where he's he's as soon as he's the starter, he's you know he starts winning Super Bowls and building his. Le- there's there's plenty of occasions if you look at NFL history where guys took some time to get that first big time playoff win off their back. There, there's been. I mean, you look at Peyton Manning. I think he took nine years to win a, his first or nine or ten years to win his first Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's like not that. it's not crazy to think that uh, Lamar Jackson could still put together multiple championships at this point. But, yeah, I mean, he's only judged now what he does in the postseason. It literally doesn't matter. Like, we, we heard him say, I don't care about MVPs. Well, yeah, nobody cares about him winning MVPs now. It's all about what he does in the postseason. Yeah, I have zero interest in whether Lamar Jackson wins MVP this year. None. None and I'm sure all. he doesn't either. I think it would be, if anything, he's going to be sick to his stomach if when he sees the announcement. Yeah. Because it just puts salt in the wound. Like, yeah, it just proves more so that this could have been our year. Yeah. Now, um, I just want to mention also that uh, the DK said one of the tough parts with comparing is that, you know, Lamar has had tough games and we've lost in the post game. Josh Allen's had good games. Like if you start to compare him to his peers, right? And so it's, it just gets even tougher and, and more difficult to defend uh, yeah. at, at a certain point. So yeah, it's, it's hard. I'm not, I'm not at the point. Obviously we're like, you know, whatever happened to Jalen hurts. I don't think like he Ooh. got zapped out of his powers, right? Like dude, whatever happened there, I'm not Monsters ready. To, got him. Yeah. I'm not ready to say something like that about Lamar, but, I just, Glenn, I always struggle when 74,000 people uh, are saying the same thing about the offense in the stadium. And it's still, you don't think anyone's banging on that wall, that booth, and Munkin's in? <laughs> just hitting the glass. Run the ball! You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I, I, I just, I guess what I'm trying to say is, what happened? I that's that's what I need to know, and we deserve answers more than well. That's how it was dialed up. Oh, it's gonna be. It's not gonna make you feel, guys. If you think the Friday presser is gonna make you feel better, it's not. It's gonna make you more. I I can already see it now. I'm gonna be more pissed off after watching the Friday night presser because I, I mean I just can't imagine an answer that's gonna make me feel better about what happened on Sunday. Like it was, it was horrible. Like it. There's no way to sugarcoat it. It was a horrible performance, a performance that looked like it was just too big of a moment for these guys is what it is, what it looked like. So, and, and, and this question here goes to DK's question. So I want to ask M- SMKG's question and then kind of parlay that into DK's any chance for a head coach change. Love Harbaugh as a person, but there's a pattern now. If this happens again next year, Harbaugh is gone. So let me, uh, kind of open this question up a little wider for you, Glenn, and, and get your take. I think I already know your answer based on my time with you doing the show, but 
not is there any chance for head coaching change, but how do you hold the coaches accountable for this egregious mistake? What do you do? Doesn't, I guess, and let me, let me ask this first. Does something have to happen? Man, I, it's such a tough answer because that's, I mean, yeah. How do you hold these guys account? How do you grade the coach? Especially how do you grade John Harbaugh's performance as a coach? Cause if you look at the whole season, number one, overall seed beat every team, every good mm-hmm. team beat the pants off of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, painted their back porch red on national TV. It didn't matter what happened. You line them up. We beat the hell out of them. Mm-hmm. But then you have this performance that just brings back nightmares of years past. So it's like, I don't know how you, I, I don't know what, I don't know what the answer is. Like, I, and I know you people fire are saying, John. Where are you going? Yeah, exactly. Like, is you got it, a 36 year old Mike McDonald who's completely unproven as a head coach? And then, and then, and then what happens if you do fire John and you don't, the grass is not always greener? What happens if we end up with a coach that, is is not as good, not is worse. What happens if we don't have the regular season success or the play or the postseason? Like, I, I just don't know what the answer is. And uh, it's just not it's I don't know. So man. but but I think we have a common consensus that something needs to happen as far as accountability. What that looks like, I don't know. Because in this instance, right? Say, look, I, I know. I know, I feel like I, I have an intimate understanding of how B- Bashadi operates only because I have a lot, I know people that worked for his company when it was small and it exploded and they were pretty high up there. So, and I've talked to him a lot about Bashadi. The dude is all about accountability. All of his employees know everyone's salary, know everyone's commission plan. It mm-hmm. is all about competition. It is all about creating accountability. Like there's no way he doesn't, take those values because that's what made him a billionaire and, and, and pour that into the Ravens. Right. So if it, if it goes down then to the GM and the front office is, is it, the weird thing for me is it's hard for me to see Eric in a room by himself trying to hold John and Todd accountable. I know that sounds weird, but right. Yeah. Well, they're older than him. Yeah. Well, and because they're buddies, like they're so yeah. close. So at where, yeah. where does it come from? Because Bashadi's also not the guy to intervene. Does it come from Ozzy? Does John, does Eric uh, call up Ozzy and say, I, I, oh, Hey Ozzy, I need to help. I don't think it can come from Ozzy. Cause he's no, not I agree with you. in that seat anymore. I think it has to come from, from one place. That's Steve Bashadi. But my whole thing is like, this isn't like the Bill Belichick thing where he had this great success and then just nosedive into the ground. Like the worst team in the AFC. We're, we're, we're having to have this conversation on the heels of, of number one overall seed. Like, yeah. So that's what makes it tough. We're not seeing a complete collapse. We're seeing but the pattern is the issue, right? It is. It is. And it is that it's a pattern. There's and if just you're no John, do you, do you low key, if your job's on the line, you want to keep your job. Do you say, yeah, you see a pattern, but the common denominator here is not only me. It's also the guy in your center. Like, I'm not saying that that's a valid argument, but if you're trying to save yourself, you know what I mean? Like, but the problem is, as you know, it's a whole yeah, lot yeah. cheaper to get rid of John. No, that's true. But my point is that, like, hey, give me some time to keep working with this guy if because we're not going to change it. You know, I don't I, I don't know, dude. I just I feel like somebody's got to be held accountable for this. And to me, it's also not even a good comparison comparison to say, remember the the Mark Jackson um, firing, Kerr. of course, and then they got Steve Kerr because 
I mean, I, I guess they weren't the number one seed. Right, they weren't the number one seed. They were scratching and clawing. Yeah. And, and I know people are upset because they were continuing to get better. But we did see this massive jump the next year after Steve Kerr took over. Which, by right. the way, they're really trying to run Steve Kerr out of there right now. <laughs> yeah. So. So. I, it always comes back. Yeah. I, I just. I, I Man, I don't know. I don't. This is above my pay grade. It, because it's like, was it John? Was it Lamar? Was it all the guys on offense? Was it? I mean, you can't tell me Ronnie Stanley didn't have a horrible game and pee down his leg. He was horrible. Yeah. I mean, Bateman consistently is getting open, and then the ball is nowhere near him. I mean, Zay Flowers played his absolute ass off. I, I can't. I can't say anything about him. But offense, it just seemed like everyone was in a haze. And, and is that is that on John? I mean, because the deep, he's controlled the whole team, and. We can't say the same things about the defensive side of the ball. It was strictly no. on offense. And, you know, I hate to say it, but Lamar Jackson is only playing on offense. Yeah. So it makes you think, like, oh, I just, oh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a real tough one. Um, a difficult one to answer. Let's see. Because if he would have just tanked and the season would have stunk, it'd be easier. Get rid of John. But two weeks ago, everybody was ready to like every you know it's all sunshine and roses, and everybody's the greatest, and we got the best coaches, and we got the best team, and no one can touch this defense, and our offense is finally hitting, and here we go. Yeah, it's tricky, man. I just I don't know what the answer is. Sometimes change is good for the sake of change. Like I I also believe that argument. You know what I'm saying? Like not saying that this is the time, but. That's definitely true too. Sometimes, but changes. do you know there's a better coach out there? I no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't. I clearly don't. But so we're just gonna. I mean, I guess we trust that Bashadi would find the right guy, and that that is his career is finding the right. right guy. But man, I would just hate if you find the wrong guy, and all of a sudden we're we're you know we're the Browns for a few years or the Lions for a few years. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. It's a difficult one, man. How does Todd Bunkin have just the shittiest game ever in that and, moment? And and Ugh. and how would you feel if they just got rid of Todd? If they tanked Todd. I mean, dude, I honestly would feel better about getting rid of Todd because this to me was more of a a play calling and game plan issue than it was was the team like, you know, you grade the whole team. I wonder it, how Lamar would feel about it. You know, does, I mean, does he get any? I got to learn new offense. That's what I'm saying. Does uh, he get any say for the sake of continuity? To, you know, well, he better much? with now that he's on the team, right? You know, he's he's got that long contract. He better. Yeah, man. But I mean, it's just it's just weird. It's like you comp because like half the team did fantastic, and that the defense was great, right? So we gave credit to Mike. Do we also give a little credit to John for that? Because if we're giving tons of blame. To Todd and and tons of blame to John about the failures on offense. Then we do we also have to give him a bit of credit for the defense's success. Yeah. And so then it's like, how do you? I just don't know, man. I just I I just don't. I just wish it was an easier decision. Like, uh, two weeks ago, I wouldn't even think we're having this talk. Like, if, if they would have lost in a normal, like if they would have lost, wouldn't you have rather them almost lose in like a shootout where? Or, or something, like, it's just the way they freaking lost, man. It, it, that's the problem. It's how they lost. Yeah. Dude, it's tough. And it's tough to maintain 
positivity and energy behind it because it was exhausting, man. I, I walking out of the stadium, it wasn't even it enraged, right? Like it was just exhausted. Everybody looked like zombies coming out of there. Yeah, they were. Nobody so, knew what to do. Yeah, so like, tired, man, and exhausted. And by the way, uh, T Pain stunk up the joint. I'm gonna say it. People can disagree with me. First of all, you don't come out with red sleeves. He comes out with a black jacket. Oh, Glenn, you're feeding into the conspiracy. No, well, I don't care. Look, red sleeves? Know your audience, you goofball. Come out in a freaking purple jersey or something. He comes out with red sleeves. I uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, Jimbo. You were with me. Flo Rider's reaction at brought the house down. Nelly, yeah, of course. Yeah completely yeah. towards the stadium. It was a snooze fest in there. I think we, at the Dolphins game, if I'm not mistaken, we even had All-American rejects because they're from here. And like, that was wild and crazy, right? That's not even... Yeah, dude, t it was a stinker. Yeah. Stinker. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. The whole freaking thing was just disappointing. All of it, top to bottom. I knew, I said this, I said this to you after the game, I knew it was going to be bad when they called it administrative timeout. Yeah, I still don't know what that was. Yeah. You is there any... It, it, I, I mean, look, I talked about transparency either uh, earlier, and the financial piece would be great. We also need transparency behind the, 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 the calls. We demand transparency because, once again, there's so much money behind it. People are betting. So, like, we need more transparency behind why these refs are making these calls. I'm not saying at the moment, in the game, whatever, but, like, dude, you need to tell us after this game. What happened here? What's going and, and what 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 sort of accountability are is being held on the refs' heads when they're they're I, I know that you talked about it. The Ravens had plenty of self-inflicted issues, but it is also unfair to sit here and ignore how garbage the referees were in an AFC championship game amongst all. Stop being the main character and get your ass on the sideline and blend in. Let them play football, dude. Mm -hmm. Let them freaking play football. That's all I'm saying. The Van Noy thing to me, garbage. It's AFC Championship game. The mm -hmm. the pass interference with Clowney, stupid. The Travis Jones, clear, blatant. I get it, mm -hmm. right? And then and then the Zay thing. I I know by the letter of the law. So you're telling me, Glenn, every time you jaywalk in New York City, you think you should get a ticket? In New York City, jaywalking. I mean, look, I know motions are high. I watched that play again. Zay pushed him down, stood over him, flexed, and spun the ball in his head. You can't do that. If every time, player did that, you can't do it. You just can't time, do it. It was a bad play. It was a bad decision by a young player. It was a bad decision. I, I still can't don't think do it. it's worthy of a call. It, this is a preseason game, dude. Dude, if they let that go, then the next player, what is he going to do? He's yeah, but every single time he's Travis, flex and he's every single time Travis Kelsey got a first down, he made sure P PQ was in his way and went doink right on the top of his head. Every single time, you get five times, doink, first down, right on his helmet. Boink, every single time. Every single time he had to make contact with him. It's one and the same to me. It's And, and not not a not nothing. So why don't you why don't you call every single damn, he got 11 targets. Every mm -hmm. single time he catches the ball, doink, right on Patrick Queen's head. I don't get it. I just, I think time and place matters. Well, man. one I thing I, I didn't see, I haven't seen the replays of, but when we watched the replays on the big screen in the stadium, the ball looked like it was moving a ton on that touchdown to, to Travis Kelsey. Again, oh, I haven't yes. seen it since. But to me, the, the tip of the ball, the ball gets hit in the ground and the ball scoots all the way up to his well, opposite shoulder. It is, yes. 
I, yeah. And then they didn't even go under the hood. It was just yeah. a confirmation. There wasn't a We're good. They didn't go look at it. It was confirmed. Tutty. That one, I, I got yeah. I got nothing for. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was it, it was it was frustrating. It was uh, it was puzzling, but God, yeah, God. S- SMKG says standard has to be higher than number one seed. I believe in Lamar. He is overwhelmed and overthinking, but he was overwhelmed and overthinking. But we can't give up on him. I think he needs an Andy Reid, someone who can nurture him offensively. Um. Sorry, DK, I can't, I can't. You agree with this? Oh, DK doesn't agree with this. Sorry, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I but, mean, you got to remember, Andy Reid didn't necessarily have much success until he got to Kansas City. If you yes. look at his playoff record in- Five uh, NFC Championship game losses, right? Or I mean, trips to the, and then a five trips to the NFC Championship one. game, won one, got Super Bowl once, and lost. So, let's not act like, I mean, I just, I, I know that, again, we hypercritical over our guys, but- he had he was pretty heavily criticized for his playoff um you know missteps for for a while there so i mean look this is pat mahomes and and these guys are are pretty damn good too but oh man it's just freaking crazy yeah all right dk what do we got next here <laughs> doom Goy says i can no longer trust this team it doesn't matter how talented we are when the coaching staff sells them out I don't know how we get past this. This is a tough one. This, this, a lot of people I heard leaving the stadium saying that our window is shut. I, I, I don't, I don't agree with Heck that no. in totality. They're so young and talented. Right. right. I, yeah. I don't, I don't agree with that. You know, Roquan's younger than Lamar. Man, he looks way older. Not a knock <laughs> on Roquan, but he just it's looks crazy. Older. It's crazy. Guys, yeah. I get it. NFL scripted. Enough. <laughs> Jared says, on the Zay taunting play, Snee tried to trip him and held his leg too long. I think that's why Zay did all. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure. There, we haven't seen that from Zay all year. So there had to have been something going on between those two. There's no doubt in my mind. that yeah. he, I thought I didn't know if it was all that, but I, I'm sure there was plenty of jawing. I'm sure... Because he got up hyped to tell him about it. But, I mean, you guys got to agree. He he got up. He, he used him to get up, flexed on him, and then spun the ball in his head. So, I mean, I, I mm. can't really get that upset about it because that, he, you can't do that. You, you can't do that. You yeah. Just yeah. 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 Warnings are okay. Yeah, I hear you. You can walk you. up to the kid and be like, hey, dude. Another one of those, yeah. you're getting flagged. You know? Yeah, yeah. Maddie Boom says, let me know what you think about. Appreciate that, Maddie Boom. If there's a follow-up. I'm more there. frustrated at the non-calls than I am about the calls. The fact that there was, ne- I mean, he's back there dancing. He's got all this time on these third and fourth downs. Yeah. Yeah, how many whole watching guys get drugged to the ground yeah. and yeah. we're not seeing that's more so like all yeah. those all of our like the clowning one you remember I was pissed I'm like yeah. dude it was bang bang boom boom but then you know you start you see it and you see that the helmet hit the face mask and, and so I just kind of start to understand some of them but the missed calls they and then the Kelsey the ball moving from one shoulder to the other clearly contacting the turf I don't understand how we don't at least look under the hood. We just approve yeah. it and we keep things moving. <sighs> yeah. 
Uh, Jason, Jason, I vision Greg says Zay's a rookie. He shouldn't be flexing on anybody. Period. Do a first down dance and move on, brother. I get all of it. I get all of it. I get all of it, guys. I agree with you, Glenn. Also, that the if you just called the game consistently on both sides, consistently, that would be different, right? Because then we would see laundry on both sides, but the the lack of consistency, which is what you were talking about, the non-calls on the other side was really the frustrating part. Yeah. I, I agree with you here. So whatever anyone wants to say about this, my point is and will always be time and place. They're never going to call, who was that, Jimmy Smith in the end zone in that fade route against Crabtree when Jim Harbaugh was screaming like a petulant child that that should have been a penalty in that last play of the Super Bowl of Ray Lewis's career. They're never going to end the Super Bowl with a penalty like that. Mm -mm. Never going to happen. This is an AFC championship game, so that's why I think time and place matters. That's my point. However anybody feels about it is fine. But, Glenn, to your point, it's the most infuriating of all. Talking about the refs. You just got to be fair on both sides. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I thought Lamar threw those three go routes because he was trying to figure out, hey, where's the line here? Well, and he throws the, apparently, this is what he said. Again, haven't heard it myself, that he threw that ball to likely in hopes to earning a PI. Is that, is that, because that's the quote I read. Now, you never know what's on the, on the internet nowadays, but yeah. You can't, in my opinion, throw a ball where your entire intention is to draw a penalty. You throw a ball for it to get caught. You don't throw a ball like that to me. That sounds like James Harden. James Harden right. going to the cup with no intention right, right, right. of matching the layup, only going there to draw the foul. Right. I mean, ba I'm, I'm I'm with Bailey here. We beat ourselves. Like we can we can point blame at these at the officials, and we can. You know, point blame at the, the Taylor Swift conspiracy theories, and I, 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 that's fine. But you lose the turnover battle three to nothing, and you triple them up in penalties. And look, five 15 yarders, five of them. Like, and again, we can look at all of them. You might have, you, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I mean, a lot of this stuff was self inflicted. Like, you just can't, you cannot lose it. Oh, three, Jimbo. When's the last time? A playoff winning team won it, losing the play, the turnover battle by three. I would love to know the numbers, but I guarantee it may have never happened. Like, you, you can only look in the mirror on the offensive side of the ball. I feel horrible for our defense. I mean, these guys played their asses off, and and the the offense just didn't do their part. Bottom line. Yeah, no, it's it's hard. It's hard to disagree. Let's see. He says, please read the message I put in the chat. DK, were you able to find that? Oh boy, you can't lots, find anywhere, Maddie. Lots in the chat here. I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll uh and see if I can find it, Maddie. Um, because there's quite a few here. Oh man. I wish there was a way to search for someone's name. Yeah. You know, because I'd like to get their comment because I certainly appreciate the generosity of the super chat always. Um, but let's see, do we have any other ones? Uh yeah, we have uh a D. Oh, sorry. Adit, sorry, DK. That was my bad. Breaking news. Glenn, breaking news. Angelo sold the O's to two private equity billionaires. 1.725 billion. Good. Some good news that, we, that was needed. Yeah. I mean, now with a bankroll and Angelo's out of the picture. Mm -hmm. um, hey, I'll be able to eat root for the Orioles more now. Yeah. I mean, the, the good thing is that they'll likely become more competitive in free agency and not always yeah. let 
anytime a, a, a player like Adley Rutschman or Gunnar Henderson or one of these studs that we have, uh, as soon as they hit free agency, we become the feeder system for yeah. the Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Red Sox, and all the wealthier teams. Hopefully, this means that at the very least, we can sign our homegrown talent. Even if we yeah. still can't compete with the Shohei Otanis and the, the big-name free agents, if you draft him, he plays well. He deserves a second contract with the team that did that. And, yeah, that, that yeah. that's what I'm hoping for, that this just means we can keep our homegrown talent home in at home. Yeah, I agree. Maddie, I uh, went so far back, Maddie. I cannot find any comment. Throw a comment up right now of the same one and, and I could, you know, we could certainly throw it up cause we don't want to ignore the generosity yeah. and Adit appreciate yours as, as always. Uh, yeah, certainly saw that. And man, like I, we mentioned before the show, they bought it in 93 for $175 million and just sold it for 1.7 billion in 30 years. So man, sports is uh that's a good investment, Jimbo. Yeah. Not, not a bad, uh, Investment at all. He said, all good, brother. That's my bad. All good, Maddie. I mean, like Glenn said, if you want to throw it up again, just put it right here in the chat. We can see it. But we do want to end the show with our uh, AFC Championship competition winner. And I believe he uh, put a super chat. Oh, it's okay. Not between us. Okay. Oh, wait. Why is that? Who won? Yeah. Well, I just have no interest in that. Oh, DK, you can just tell us who won. I'm so sad. It's just like. I honestly hope I lost. DK won. Good. DK from the bleachers. Yes. Shout out Congratulations, to DK. DK. At least we know that Jimmy didn't go as the uh, undisputed winner. Wait, am I? I'm now the undisputed champion, right? No, no. You guys tied in the playoffs. One, oh, one. right. But if we, in totality, I have the most victories for the year. No, you tied me. No, no. I beat you by one because the first round I played, we were tied, right? No, I won the regular season. Oh, you're right. Seven and seven. Yeah. Right. And then DK. Yeah. Oh, you're right. So we tied. Even more fun. Yeah. Perfect. Well, yep. you know, we all win around here, guys. We all get trophies. But uh, the most importantly, the competition winner for the show, uh, DK, if you want to throw that up there. Uh, let's see. Jax Cordella. Shout out to Jax. DK, this is Jack's first time winning, correct? Um, Jax, our guy. That's Bye. right. And and probably the only positive super chat tonight. It's hard to be positive. But um, if you please send us your your uh, shirt size and your address, we will send you a sweatshirt, not a not a sweater, a sweatshirt. There we um, go. Uh, to your house because it was a playoff win, so sh or you know a competition win. Uh, so shout out to you, Jax. Congratulations, my man. Um, but Glenn, I, I think that's it for us tonight. I think on we're gonna start. We're gonna change gears a little bit now. It's the off season. If you guys are used to our normal cadence, but. We'll be back, what, later uh, this week is what I'll say. Yeah, yeah. We'll be yeah. back later this week. But we're going to give Cole some grief, bro. Yeah. Look, and, uh, and, and Cole, we have you got to be in the trenches with us, bro. You can't only right. show up after the wins. <laughs> and we do have some announcements to make moving forward as well. So uh, really looking forward to that. So um, anyway, all that being said, thank you guys for another year of support. We're not going anywhere. We'll be back later in the week. And then, you know, we're going to continue to – give you guys all the stuff because this is where it, it you need to stay in the know as to what's going on moves that are being made things are happening quickly and we're here to, to break it all down for you guys give you all the 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 insight so that's it for us tonight folks uh we'll talk to you soon see ya ah. Ah, ah. Ah. it's no longer the season